And so as cities and counties and the state work together to make home ownership possible, especially for our children and grandchildren, the American dream of home ownership can continue to be a reality. Studies have shown that the majority of children who grew up in Utah would like to continue to call Utah home as they enter adulthood. However, a key factor in their decision to stay in the state is the rising cost of home ownership. As we look to the future, we must create opportunities for our children and grandchildren to establish their home here in Utah. This year, the legislature is working to identify innovative ways to facilitate investments in the housing market and streamline processes to increase housing supply here for Utahns. Joining us in this episode to discuss these plans, as well as his work on the Housing Affordability Commission, is Representative Stephen White. Representative, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, thank you. It's an absolute privilege to be able to be with you and to be with all the listeners today. So, Representative, the cost of housing in Utah has been on the rise for the last several years. Could you tell us a little about what market factors are causing this inflation in pricing? That is such a good question. It's being asked all across the state right now. And unfortunately, there really is not a simple, single, easy answer to explain why housing prices have skyrocketed over the past several years. But the data does show that there are several major key factors of what's happening. So here's just a couple of examples. Number one, the interest rates on home mortgages, which are determined by the Fed, are one of the main reasons why people are having to pay more for their homes. So interest rates are number one. Number two, the supply of homes needed throughout the state are not meeting the demands for homes. So essentially, we have a supply-demand problem throughout the state. You know, when I was in college, one of the first things I learned in my economics class was when a supply is low, prices are higher. And that's one of the contributing factors with the state. Another reason is that the supply challenges emerged when the home construction nosedived following the market's crash in the late 2000s. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the building industry essentially remained shut down for several years during the Great Recession. So that's another contributing factor that we're seeing. And another one just most recently is that the pandemic also increased many people's appetites to live in a place of their own as well. And then on top of that, we see construction costs of materials and labor that have increased year over year for the past several years. So there are many different causes of what's contributed to the rising cost of homes throughout the state. So really just this perfect storm of all of these different factors kind of working against us on this front. What is being done to help combat those factors? You know, the good news is that there's a lot of work that's being done throughout the state right now. The cities and the counties and the state and the home builders, everyone is working together to make home ownership possible especially for first-time home buyers. So there are many organizations and people throughout the state that are collaboratively working together right now to create opportunities for our, especially our children and our grandchildren to be able to help them establish a home here in the state. Now, Representative, you also sit on the Housing Affordability Commission. Can you tell us about the work you do on that commission and what are some of the areas of focus the commission has identified to increase the housing supply? You know, it's such a privilege to be able to be a part of this. You know, in a volunteer capacity at the invitation of the former Speaker of the House, it has been a privilege to be able to serve as the co-chair of the Commission on Housing Affordability with Senator Lincoln Fillmore. Interestingly, the Commission on Housing Affordability is part of the Governor's Unified Economic Opportunity Commission. The Housing Commission was established to bring experts and organizations together 
to research and analyze and recommend housing policies and budget proposals to the legislature. And so the commission meets throughout the year from May to December in preparation for the legislative session. And I have been really impressed over the last year and a half being involved with this, really impressed and grateful for the dedication of everyone who serves on the commission and for the good work that they're doing. And now Utah is the fastest growing state of the nation. Is that growth contributing to the rise in cost of housing? And how can we prepare for the future and future home development here in Utah? Yeah, population growth is one of the reasons for the situation that we're in right now with housing. In fact, here's a couple of quick stats. By 2030, the state will need an additional 178,000 new housing units. That is a lot of homes and housing units that need to be built by 2030. And here's, in fact, breaking it down a little bit more, here's some examples of what that means in the different areas of the state. For example, in Utah County, would need to build an additional 52,000 new housing units by 2030. Or Washington County will need to build an additional 26,000 new housing units by 2030. And Davis County, for example, will need to build an additional 18,000 new housing units by 2030. So all of this is based upon the increasing population and the increasing demand for homes. In the next five years, about 35,000 starter homes will need to be built to keep up with the demand from our children and our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now, Representative, we, we hear this narrative that a lot of this growth here in Utah is coming from out-of-staters moving here to Utah. Is that really the case, or do we have a lot of natural population growth here within our state? Can you talk about that? Yeah, the data points that the population growth is coming for a couple of reasons. The increasing population in the state is from people moving here, but also we have internal growth within the state where our families are having children and we're having more grandchildren. And as a result, it's the internal growth within the state that's one of the other driving factors of the increasing population and the increasing need for more homes. Mm-hmm. Now, Representative, you're running several bills this session to help increase both housing supply and housing affordability for Utah. Could you tell us a bit about these bills and how they will make a difference in the lives of everyday Utahns? Oh, thanks for asking about the housing bills that are moving through the legislature right now. There are many housing affordability bills that are moving forward, but I like to mention six bills that all work together as a package to help increase the supply of homeowner occupied starter homes. So here are the bill numbers for everybody that's listening. HB 13, HB 572, HB 465, HB 476, SB 168, and SB 268. These six bills work together as a package to be able to help address the underlying needs. Each bill is unique in their own ways, but they all collaboratively work together to do many different things. And in fact, here are some of the benefits of this housing package. These bills combined streamline processes to help increase the supply of homes. They also use innovative ways to facilitate investment in infrastructure. These bills also reduce ambiguity in codes, and they use tools that facilitate market-based solutions while respecting the free market and capitalism. These bills also align state resources and policies and tools around affordable home ownership, and they also adopt statewide building codes to enable modular housing production. 
So as a package, all of these bills work together to address all the different aspects that are related to housing affordability. And Representative, you mentioned this modular housing issue. I know that this is something that we have heard a lot of talk about in the community as well as up here in the legislature. Can you shine a little light on what we mean by that modular housing? Yeah, modular housing is so interesting, and I didn't know a lot about it previously, but I was able to visit one of the companies here in the state and walk through how they build homes piece by piece within a big warehouse, ship them to the site where the home is going to be built, and they put them all together on site And after it's built, you would have no idea that the home was built piece by piece within a factory. So sometimes this is called prefabricated housing production. And this is a promising method to be able to mitigate the persistent supply chain shortages, the rising material costs, and the significant labor shortages. And it's estimated to reduce construction costs by about 20 to 30%, which would make a meaningful impact on housing affordability. And Representative, last year, the legislature passed this first-time homebuyer credit to really place emphasis on getting a new generation of Utahns their first home. This year, we're making some tweaks to that program. Can you talk about those as well? Oh, yes. This was one of the great pieces of legislation that came out of the legislature this last year, and it's had a positive impact within just a short amount of months already. So this first-time homebuyer assistance program provides $20,000 to a person or a couple who buys their first home in Utah. Now, the home that is purchased needs to be new construction that costs less than $450,000. So this $20,000 can be used as a down payment or for closing costs or to buy down the interest rate. And so because of the success of this, we've also seen this last year that to be able to make a couple of tweaks to it, to provide a little bit more flexibility and adaptability to be able to even help more people. For anyone that's listening who would be interested to learn more about this program, contact the Utah Housing Corporation by visiting their website at Mm utahhousingcorp.org. And anybody who is a first-time homebuyer here in Utah, they're eligible for this program, correct? Yeah, all the details are on the website, and they have a great team at the Utah Housing Corporation that would be able to help answer questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, Representative, 74% of adults in Utah view home ownership as a key part of the American dream, yet many first-time homebuyers are struggling to enter this housing market. Is there anything being done to really help make this dream more attainable for the rising generation of Utahns? Yes, there is a great amount of work being done throughout the state right now to keep the American dream alive and attainable, especially for our children and our grandchildren. All of the legislation that we've talked about today and all of the previously passed bills have focused on keeping the American dream alive. And as I've had the opportunity to be able to visit with people and learn with people throughout the entire state, there is a consistent theme that I'm hearing that really identifies the need very well, which is the state needs homeowner-occupied, single-detached starter homes for our children and grandchildren. And focusing on that is what the legislature is doing right now, working collaboratively with cities and the counties and builders and many other stakeholders throughout the state to be able to keep the American dream alive for our children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Representative, we're, we're watching this slate of these six housing bills work their way through the legislature. And these are not the first bills that the legislature has passed to try and help with this housing affordability issue. The legislature has been involved in this area for many years as we've seen this growing problem. There is no real silver bullet on this front. And you, you mentioned here all of these different bills are aimed at trying to address a specific facet of this problem. Can you talk about the work that the legislature is doing and, and potential future legislation as we continue to move forward on this effort? Over the last five years, the legislature and organizations throughout the state have worked together to pass over 20 pieces of legislation, which has had a positive impact. Now, there have been many low-hanging fruit opportunities that have been addressed. And so what's before us right now are the really big and the really complex and the really challenging issues that we're working on and tackling this legislative session. There is not one organization or one policy or one year that will be able to fix our housing problems. The housing issues require a multifaceted, multi-year approach by many stakeholders, which is what we are focusing on this legislative session. Now, Representative, this issue of housing affordability has been one of the top issues for Utahns, not just this year, but for many years, as we have seen this continued rise in pricing and this housing gap of these lack of houses available there on the market. What would you like Utahns to know and to understand about the legislative process and the work that is being done here up on Capitol Hill to address these challenges? You know, the challenges and opportunities that we're facing in Utah is not unique to Utah. This is also a nationwide problem and challenge, and other states are grappling with this as well. What makes Utah unique with this is seeing all these different organizations and people coming together to be able to work together to identify the problems, but also to come with viable solutions that will help address the underlying problems. And so as cities and counties and the state and home builders work together, to make home ownership possible, especially for our children and grandchildren and those that are getting into their very first home, the American dream of home ownership can continue to be a reality. Well, Representative, we appreciate you and the work that you've done. This isn't just a a several week effort, but this has been months long in the process and will continue to move forward for years and years to come. And we look forward to seeing exactly how these policies are implemented and the benefits that it will reap for many Utahns. Thank you. And thank you for everybody's involvement. 